Hello and welcome back to our series on power through kingdom emotions. This is going to be uh, lessons number four and five. I'm running a little bit behind uh, here in the last few weeks. I've just been a little bit busy and uh, sort of just kind of been taking my time uh, doing the classwork that I need to stay caught up on. And I want to do my best to keep you guys up to date and uh, flowing through this course. And so we're going to merge these two lessons mostly because lesson five is relatively short. Uh, so this is gonna work out pretty easily. But um, as, as we approach lessons four and five uh, for power through kingdom emotions, we're gonna talk about, uh, we're, well, first we're gonna review what kingdom emotions are, and then we're gonna talk about uh, what it means when we deal with heightened kingdom emotions. And then lesson five is about faith. Um, and, and when we look at faith, and how it merges into kingdom emotions, I think that we're going to have a, a, a unique lesson there, and I, I want to leave you with some challenges. So let's open up with a word of prayer, and then we'll get into our content for this uh, joint lesson. So Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now, and we thank you, Lord God, uh, for this time that we have to spend in your word and, and hearing uh, things which are maybe new to us, maybe old to us, but Father, whatever it is, I pray in the name of Jesus for each person that's uh, receiving these teachings, Lord God, that that each one of them would just come to a place of stillness with you right now, Lord God, that you would be uh, the one ministering into their spirit. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that for those uh, who, who really want to find a new power of your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord God, that you would make this class real to them. And Father, I pray uh, right now just that you would open their ears and hearts, make them receptive to this teaching, and bless and anoint my lips, Lord God, that as I speak, that I would speak the words that you would give to me, that these words would reach their hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, be present among us. And it is in the name of Jesus that we all prayed and said, Amen. Amen. Uh, so remember, back in lesson one, we kind of talked about kingdom emotions mostly being gratitude and compassion. Um, when we when we experience a time of heightened emotion, uh, I, I want you to first think about your natural emotions. Sometimes your emotions are just at a peak. Um, you know, whatever it is, sometimes you're just overjoyed and, and you can't contain your happiness. You're, you're just, you know, jovial and everything's great. And, uh, you just want to reach everybody with a, with a contagious touch. And at other times you'll be in the darkest valley and, and you're not jovial at all, but rather you're so, so unexplainably sad um, and, and you just have trouble walking through it, but God is there no matter where you find yourself, okay? And, and so when we look at regular emotions and how sometimes, depending on where we're at in life, we, they go through peaks, they go through valleys, it's the same with kingdom emotions. Um, we, we just have to realize that truthfully, those peaks and those valleys in our kingdom emotions are based on our spiritual walk. So to start this lesson, I want to talk about tuning into the spirit. 
okay? Um, obviously, when we, when we talk tuning into the Spirit, the first thing that you probably think about is either hearing the voice of God or journaling, because those are uh, the, two, the two big parts of tuning into God's Spirit, is, you know, when, when, I'm, when I'm listening, when I'm watching to see what He's going to say, I'm watching for vision, I'm, I'm waiting for a word, I'm tuned to the Spirit, right? So, a couple of things. We have to first relax and be calm, right? uh, Psalm 46.10, be still, relax, let go, cease striving, be still and know that I am God. That's the expanded version. Um, That's that's the number one way of tuning to the Spirit. Um, as, As you learn to tune to the Spirit and you become more confident and comfortable with journaling, that's going to be a, a, a natural uh, flow is just to be in the presence of God and begin journaling. Um, speaking in tongues, if you are gifted in that, if you've received the gift of speaking in tongues, excellent way to get into the Spirit, uh, of course, because you are having conversation with God uh, in such a manner that your heart is speaking out of your mouth and you're speaking directly to the ears of God and the enemy cannot come against that, cannot uh, crack that code. That's a really beautiful way of tuning into the Spirit. Um, remember at the end of Lessons 1 and 2, uh, we, we took a moment and, and we walked the Sea of Galilee with Jesus. And if you do that on your own, that's, that's an excellent way to tune into the Spirit because that brings you close with God. It's, it's, it's the experience of knowing that he is with you. Uh, throne room worship is, is a great way of tun- tuning into the Spirit. And, uh, you know, just praise praise him. Turn on the song that's been speaking to your heart and just throw your hands up and come into his presence. Close your eyes, belt it, and just, hallelujah, just be with him, right? Uh, throne room worship, surefire way to come into the Spirit. Sometimes, you know, uh, you'll have that crying response. Sometimes you'll have a laughing response, no matter what it is. Uh, And then finally, to tune into the Spirit, we want to encourage you to step into the river of life. Know that Jesus is the source of life and that He is the river that flows with life. Step in and, and just begin at the feet Uh, Similar to how you walked along the Sea of Galilee, you begin with taking a deep breath and you just see yourself on the shores of the Sea of Galilee and and you begin to walk side by side with Jesus in the sand. And and it's it's much the same to step into the river of life. You begin with that deep breath and you just begin by sinking your feet into the river of life. And... You just ask the Lord to be present with you, and and as you go deeper in the river of life, you're tuning deeper and deeper, and, and your connection becoming stronger in the Spirit. All right, um, all of those are great ways to tune into the Spirit, and ultimately when you tune into the Spirit, you're going to be walking in kingdom emotions. Kingdom emotions are Spirit-born, and this is really... Um, this is something that's kind of interesting. Kingdom emotions not only are spirit-born, but they bring us to something that I call kingdom health. 
okay? Um, we're, as we progress into this uh, course, we're going to talk about some rather unique things. But right now, I want you to know this. So much of your health is determined by how you're thinking. Um, some people think that I'm kind of crazy because I, I am not very shy about that, but um, I've always been taught that you should proclaim your health. Uh, don't speak word curses over yourself. Don't say I'm sick. Don't say I am not well. Um, don't label yourself with disease, but rather know that God is over whatever you're dealing with. And, and take that on. So you walk in kingdom emotions and you, be, because when, when you walk in kingdom emotions, you um, naturally have your mind and your eyes fixed on Jesus, right? Um, that's, that's kind of a prerequ- prerequisite to walking in kingdom emotions. And so your meditation then is Jesus. And that's what's going to bring you into kingdom health. I want to talk about stress. Stress is so toxic. Stress absolutely destroys your body. Know this first and foremost. I am speaking to myself right now. Um, Stress, truthfully, is deadly. Um, When you you consider stress... can actually do things to your body physically that you probably don't even give a second thought. Uh, Stress can increase your heart rate. Stress can increase your blood pressure. Um, And and those two things alone will make you very tired and more susceptible to things going wrong in your physical body. Stress is actually accounts for up to 90% of doctor visits uh, because what we walk through in day-to-day life, and we live in a very stressed out culture, um, that just, just the society in which we live is so prone to that high tension of, oh, I just, I just can't tolerate it, and it's just pushing me over the edge, and we want, to, we want to be able to step away from that. But what does it take? Well, it takes stepping into kingdom emotions. And I'm going to teach this, but I'm going to teach this. And I'm also going to confess that I am still working on it for myself. I believe that it's going to take a long time to perfect this. Uh, not only for myself, but for any of us. Kingdom emotions can replace stress if we let it. Um, it's just about letting go and letting God. And sometimes in the Christian world, that sounds really cliche, but it's not meant to be. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good sound advice in let go and let God. Um, it's not about being hyper spiritual. It's not about being such a good Christian that you can just let go of something and let God handle it. But it's about stepping into God's presence when when stress starts to beat on you. And, and as we uh, bring this lesson to a close, 
I'm going to leave you with a journaling exercise. And I want you to be very serious about this journaling exercise uh, because God can really um, set you free with this. This is the same journaling exercise that I did myself. And I will tell you this, uh, when I journaled this particular question that I will pose to you at the end of this lesson, God showed me, he, he didn't just speak to me, but he actually showed me a vision of what stress does to my physical body. And that really made an impact in my life because that made me more aware of the fact that I need to choose kingdom emotions over stress. I need to choose compassion, gratitude, faith, hope, and love over stress 100% of the time. I'm not there yet, but I'm working toward it. All right. Um, in, In times of battle and warfare, kingdom emotions can be very intensified, as can stress. So again, I say choose kingdom emotions. Uh, when we walk through times of warfare, they're, they're very stressful because we feel uncertain in our faith sometimes. And that is okay um, because, face it, we're all humans. We all have our shortcomings. Uh, and, and that's why the scripture says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and, and these shortcomings are okay. We, we serve a gracious and merciful God who says, you know what, you're going to fall short, but I love you anyways. Um, so in times of battle, in times of warfare, kingdom emotions are going to heighten, they're going to intensify. But I want to encourage you to really promote the kingdom emotion intensifying and really drown out the stress intensifying, okay? So focus on what God is doing in your life through the warfare rather than on what the enemy is doing to you in the midst of the warfare. Promote the kingdom emotions. How are you going to do that? Look around. Is there a revival service that you can go to? Is it even just a church service uh, that's super on fire, just a church that's really on fire for God that you can just go to and and just be in the presence of God um, where you can corporately worship loudly and, and just really feel the manifest presence of God, not just the omnipresence of God, but the manifest presence. Soak in the spirit, take time and, and meditate on scriptures, um, cry out to God, be vocal. And here's my favorite one. Roar against the enemy. Get loud. Make noise. Get in the presence of God. And I mean to tell you, when I say roar against the enemy, I mean yell. I mean at the top of your lungs, cry out the name of Jesus. I mean roar like like you have never roared at the enemy before. Why are we using the term roar? Because we serve a God of, of, of many names, of many attributes, and we know that God is not only present with us, but God lives in us because of salvation through Jesus Christ. And if, if that is truth, uh, which of course it is, then we want to look here uh, at the book of Joel in chapter 3, verse 16. This is going to be from the King James Version. It says this, 
The Lord shall also roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be the hope of his people, his people and the strength of the children of Israel. The lion of Judah will roar. Amen. So, I love that name of God because it shows me that he is majestic like a lion and that he will roar in the face of his enemy. He will roar so that so that it may be heard. And and this is this is this is so good for us to know that if our God is willing to roar out of Zion so that all will hear and that the heavens and earth will shake, then whenever the enemy is coming against you, roar against the enemy. Make some noise. Amen. This is the journal uh, entry that I want you to write out um, as, as we bring this lesson to a close and move into lesson five. I want you to sit with the Lord today uh, or in the next couple of days, and I just want you to ask him this, Lord, speak to me about my stress level and be ready for what he's going to tell you because the truth, like I, like I said, the truth of this is our stress levels are too high. Our stress levels are toxic and our stress levels account for up to 90% of doctor visits. So if you got your stress under control, what could change? So Lord, speak to us today about our stress levels and, and truly wait upon the Lord. Um, ask him to show you a vision. Ask him, um, you know, to, to speak clearly that you would understand, that you would be able to make a change based on what he's told you. Okay? Um, and, and I hope that that really brings you deeper and closer with the Lord. Moving into lesson five, we're going to talk about faith. And I want to start with Hebrews 11.1. 1. Uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, of course, is the definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. How do we define faith, though? That's that that can be tricky. Um, if you ask a question, if you ask a Christian to define faith, almost all of us are going to use Hebrews eleven one. Well, faith is the substance of things hoped for and not yet seen. But if I were to put a different definition to faith, because remember, there there will be times that someone will not accept a scriptural definition. You may come across someone in your life who just won't take it, okay? And, and so you have to be ready, be instant in season and out of season, be ready at all times to give a reason for the hope that is in you, amen? And you have to be ready to, to give a completely different answer because some people don't understand why would you hope for something that you can't see? Why would you hope for something that isn't tangible? And, and they don't realize the simplicity of it because they want to overcomplicate it. So this is a great definition of faith. You can define faith as agreeing with God's intention to perform a miracle. Amen? Somebody say amen. 
That's good. Agreeing with God's intention to perform a miracle. What does God ultimately want for his children? He would that we are prosperous and in good health. He would that that we would inherit his kingdom. Amen. It's God's it's the good pleasure of the Father to give us the kingdom. Defining faith as agreeing with God's intention to perform a miracle not only puts something on us, but it says something about the nature of God as well. Okay? So it puts on us a a unity with God. And it shows the goodness of God and in the, the outstanding intent that he looks on us with. It shows it shows this careful, cautious love that says, I intend to do well by my children. It says, I heard their cry. It says, I want my children to walk this way. Agreeing with God's intention to perform a miracle. And so, I I want you to think this way. Most of the time when you consider the exercise of faith, it's in prayer. You're seeking that God would hear your cry to perform a miracle, amen? Even if you don't think you're directly asking for a miracle, if God is capable of it, to someone, it's miraculous. It, it might not seem, even the smallest thing might not seem like a miracle to you, but to someone in this world, it's a miracle. Amen? So a challenge that I want you to have when we're talking about faith is I want you to spend some time growing your faith in the coming weeks. I want you to Uh, get your imagination on board with how God says to use your imagination. And I want you to practice right confessions. What does that mean? How do we, how do we glorify God with our imagination? We glorify God with our imagination by fixing our heart and our, and our mind's eye on Jesus, thinking on these things. Remember, that's the scripture verse that I messed up uh, in our last lesson. Uh, think on these things, whatever things are pure and lovely and good, good report, uh, excellent, praiseworthy. Any of these things, that's what you need to be thinking on. When you think on that, it becomes your meditation. And your meditation ultimately will direct your imagination. So you use a godly imagination and you, you, <clears throat> excuse me, you are then able to... Um, focus on the Lord and and you don't let your mind run straight to worst case scenario. We've talked about that before. But rather, um, you you choose to say, you know what? Okay. Um, I, I guess the Lord is, is delaying this for one reason or another and that's okay by me. Uh, perhaps uh, there was something that came up and, and God intervened. You're, you're not going to run straight to, oh, it, it went this direction. I'm not even going to speak something out loud that's going to trickle into your minds. Um, you, just, you just always want to focus on what God is doing in the situation. Right confessions. How do you make a right confession? 
whenever I look about um, about scripture to to find a right confession, I love going to the book of um, oh, what was his name? Noah. Um, not Noah. Man, my brain's having a hard time, folks. Jonah. It sounds like Noah. Um, when when I when I look at the book um, and and the story of Jonah, and I see that. Jonah was swallowed up by the fish. There was water involved with Noah too. And you know what? I I guess I would say this. Noah probably did have to make some right confessions. People thought that Noah was was probably off of his rocker. He's spending all this time and and he's building an ark saying, "There's, there's water coming, folks. Better get ready. Nah, you're full of baloney, Noah. Well, guess what? It came, right? Because, because he was obedient to God and, and he walked and, and did what God said uh, and he was spared as a result. But I often think of Jonah and, and, and how Jonah from the belly of the whale finally said, you know what, God? All right, you got me. Uh, Noah made a right confession. No, there I go again. That's making me mad. <laughs> oh, well, um, Jonah made a right confession and he says, all right, God, this, this is, this is up to you. Um, in, in, from the belly of the whale, he cried out to God and God heard his cry and commanded the fish onto dry land to spit Jonah out. Okay. And, and, and that's the power of a right confession. If you make a right confession in your life, then God will hear your cry and intervene. God will get into your situation when you make a right confession. What might your right confession sound like? God is in control. I, I, don't, I don't have control of this, but I put God in control of this. Maybe your right confession sounds like, um, maybe it sounds something more like, you know what, Uh, God will provide. Maybe it sounds like God will heal me. Maybe it sounds like God will give me peace. Right confessions will grow your faith. There's uh, several ingredients in a heart of faith. And these are what they are. In a heart of faith, you'll hear and you'll listen to God's voice. Sometimes you might not even realize that you're listening to God's voice, um, but you have uh, what you call a gut feeling to do something. You just you just don't know why, but you feel moved to do one thing or the other, and and so you you do it, and you think, well, it was a good thing to do, but truthfully. God was nudging you to do it. You gaze upon God's visions of promises fulfilled. All right? Um, God makes promises. And God will never make a promise he doesn't intend to keep. We serve a good God. Okay? So, So you see a vision of a promise, and you see that vision of that promise as fulfilled. You meditate on the rhema words that you get from God. You speak God's promises as personal. Okay? Uh, if, if you've heard me preach, 
then you've probably heard me refer to the fact that I read the whole entire Bible from cover to cover as written, Dear Eric. It's personal to me. Speak God's promises as personal. You shall be first and not last. You shall be the head and not the tail. It shall go well with you. Amen? Speak these things as personal. Emotions are going to move you to what? Action. Kingdom emotions are going to move you to kingdom action. All right? Avoid injecting your own ideas into God's plan. Boy, that's a tough one to master. Because it's so easy to see uh, God's plan unfolding in front of us and you say, Oh, yeah, I got it from here. Thank you. You don't want to do that. And and so you you just take what God is laying in front of you and you say, Okay, I'll take that. Here's, here's probably one of the most difficult. I know that the last one was difficult, but this one's even harder. In his time, which is different than our time, God brings forth the miracle. We wait and we wait and we wait, and sometimes we don't understand. But in time, in his time, God will bring forth the miracle. All right? I want to close with a passage of scripture from Mark chapter 11. I want to read from verses 22 through 24. Passage of faith. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. Agree with God's intention to perform the miracle, ladies and gentlemen. Agree with God's intention. Believe that you have received. So just raise up your hands wherever you're at right now and receive this prayer as we close. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now for an increase of faith to fall upon my brothers and sisters. I pray, Lord God, that as a result of the increasing faith, that stress would grow smaller and smaller. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that they would find themselves uh, coming closer and closer unto your throne to, to seek you and to know, Lord God, that you alone sit on the throne, that you are the one that is moving their steps forward, that you're laying a path before them. Father, would you rain down your Holy Spirit to shower them right now in the name of Jesus? Would they receive it? Hallelujah. Let it rain, Lord God. Praise your name. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, would you align our hearts and our minds to agree with your intentions to perform miracles, Father, that we would not doubt in our hearts, but we would know that we know that we know and that we would come to you, Lord God, knowing in our heart of hearts that what you say, what you have said, that it shall come to pass. And I thank you, Lord God, for this time and I pray in the name of Jesus that you have reached those who you needed to reach. And I pray, Lord God, that you would begin to speak even now to each one, 
regarding their stresses, that each and every one of us would choose to set stress aside and live in the power of kingdom emotions. And I thank you, Lord God, again, and give you all praise, honor, and glory in the name of Christ Jesus our Lord. And all God's children said, Amen. So y'all have a wonderful evening. God bless. Take care. Get into the scriptures. Let the Lord uh, whittle away at your stress and increase your faith. God is good. Somebody say all the time. Go with him and we'll meet back here in a few days for lesson six. God bless you and have a wonderful day.